Hi, sexy. I hope you're having a wondrous day or night wherever you're listening in the world. Welcome or welcome back to a short erotic sex story written and told by Lala's Bedtime Tells. I am super excited to hear your thoughts on my stories. So please don't be shy. Feel free to slide in my DMs on Facebook and Instagram and let me know your thoughts on Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast to be alerted whenever there's a new sexy audio erotic tale for you to listen to for your pleasure. And don't forget, if you haven't already, to give this podcast a five-star rating and review so I'll know you love it. And other erotica lovers will be able to find this oh-so-sexy podcast, too. If you're a Spotify listener, please show me some extra love by letting me know your thoughts on these episodes in the Spotify interaction section. Also, I love naughty, nasty, dirty talk as much as the next person, but please keep it PG-13 so I can share your voice with the world. It's October, my oh-so-very-sexy listeners. So, do you know what that means? It's time to get ready for the freakiest and kinkiest time of the year. Here at Lala's Bedtime Tales, we will have a fun time all month long celebrating the kinkiest season of them all. I want to bring you all fun and exciting events for a very wild, wild October. I'll be hosting some very sexy and oh so spooky events this month that you won't want to miss. Mark your calendar for a fun, grown and sexy virtual event every Saturday night this month, free of charge. Therefore, head over to my Instagram account and give me a follow at Lala's Bedtime Tales or at L-A-L-A-S-B-E-D-T-I-M-E-T-A-L-E-S so you'll get a full rundown of the Kinktober Halloween treats I'm serving up all month long. I'm offering a free Hot Girls Read Halloween Virtual Book Club for all my ladies that love spicy, steamy Halloween and dark romance reads guaranteed to get the heart racing. A Fantasy Frights IG Live event with one of my fave Halloween enthusiasts and certified sex therapists where we'll sip and chat about Halloween-themed roleplay ideals for at-home sexy adventures. I'm hosting a feminine fetish virtual munch, a women's empowerment discussion where we'll unlock the secrets to embracing and celebrating our wildest, kinkiest fantasies and desires fearlessly, shamelessly, and unapologetically. So if you're a very kinky girl like me, ladies, please follow me on social media for more details. I'll be wrapping up this very kinky Halloween with a fangs and fetish IG live event with the gorgeous kink wellness educator and coach Dana Shergel of The Partition Life to discuss a Halloween erotic book and how kink usage in erotica is a great tool for fantasy exploration. I hope to see all my lovely female listeners there. Let's heat up the month of October with some spicy fun sexual liberators. 
Check out the show notes to follow me on social media or to join my Facebook Sexual Liberators group for more details of the events to come this month. Lastly, in case you missed it, as a special anniversary deal that I'm running until the end of October 2023, if you sign up for at least the $5 Baby Girl exclusive access tier, you'll have access to my upcoming workshops and all future workshops as long as you remain a patron at the $5 tier or higher. And I'm planning at least four love and sex advice workshops a year. So you don't want to miss this deal because it's a total still. That's, of course, on top of the ad-free early access podcast episodes, voting rights for continuation of podcast stories you want more of, behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes, and so, so much more. Check out the show notes to join my Patreon today. Keep listening, because the college marriage experiment will provide you with a very salacious start to Kinktober, guaranteed to leave you oh so hot and bothered. It's time for Lala's Bedtime Tales. Grab your wine, dim the lights, and get ready to listen to an oh-so-sexy bedtime story. I'm Lala, and I want to tell you an erotic story guaranteed to turn you on and get you hot and bothered. So, listen up. Attention, attention, just one more super quick message from Lala. I'm dropping in with a spoiler alert. This is the second part of a two-part story. So if you haven't listened to part one of the college marriage experiment, then hit the pause button and go back to listen to the first part. I highly encourage you to do so or else you will be super fucking confused. You've been warned. Hi there, lovely... I'm sorry about that, you guys. I really left you hanging with that cliffhanger at the end of the college marriage experiment part one. That was not my intent. But hell, I was just as confused as Aurora with whether or not she should just let Keyshawn fuck her brains out and worry about the aftermath of her decisions. But what would be the smart choice here, you guys? Should she throw caution to the wind and take a joyride on Keyshawn's magical dick? Or should she guard her heart at all cost? Let's find out what decision Rory makes when it comes to her fake husband and how far she's willing to go to rack up points for this marriage and family assignment. Listen up. I swear, I broke Keyshawn. And I don't mean in a hot, sexy kind of way. I couldn't bring myself to have sex with Keyshawn on Halloween night. That night tortures every second of my day, not even providing me with much needed reprieve at night. His disappointed expression haunts me in my sleep. When I fumbled through my rejection, he looked deflated and humiliated. Two emotions I knew well and that no one wanted to feel, especially about sex. He had put himself out there and became vulnerable, and I rejected him, which probably not only bruised a dude like Keyshawn's ego, but 
broke a piece of his soul. The worst part of the situation is that he probably took my I'm not ready and not tonight as a definitive fuck no or not ever because I didn't share his same sexual attraction but he'd be a big ass dummy to believe that was the case. The sexual tension crackled between us like a California wildfire. I couldn't even be in the same proximity as him without my pussy getting drenched and my nipples puckering from an insatiable arousal. God forbid this gorgeous chocolate man brushed up against me. When that happened, I instantaneously combusted and had to barricade myself into my room to rub one out until all thoughts of my fake husband were wrenched from my mind as I rode the wave of ecstasy and drained all sorts of batteries. So why did I deny my body the fantasy it'd been feverishly demanding me to live out over these past few months? I mean, I almost said yes. Hell, cameras be damned. I almost rode his dick right then and there in the darkness of the kitchen like I was auditioning for the latest Brazzers flick. Not giving two fucks what Pornhub premiere we put on for the practicum observers. However, my heartbeat was faster than the pulsing in my throbbing, needy clitoris that night. I couldn't bear my heart to be broken by a man whore jock. Not in this lifetime. Well, at least not. No, I wasn't there anymore. I didn't need to think about that terrible, terrible, depressing day. My heart wouldn't be able to take the disappointment of the devastation of allowing Keyshawn to use my body without giving me a piece of his heart. Hell, I wanted the entire damn thing. Not even a tiny piece of his would suffice. The lines had blurred. I had undeniably developed very real feelings for my incredibly fake husband. I couldn't believe it either. We were the antithesis of each other. We could barely stand to be in the same room when this marriage experiment started. Hell, he was still messy, loud, and fucking obnoxious. But he was a sexy, tattooed man with golden retriever boyfriend vibes. The sweetest, most thoughtful guy in the world. Who would have thought? When he let his guard down, when he shed that cocky, arrogant persona unveiling the real Keyshawn Davis, you couldn't blame me for the turmoil of emotions he made fester inside of me. Damn, I just needed to survive another month and a half and we could go back to coexisting as if we had never met each other or lived almost six months as a doting, thriving married couple. This practicum was complete and utter bullshit. <sighs> Easy A my ass. Aurora, let's play a game. Sierra shouts at me over the loud music from her place perched on the armrest of the sofa near Keyshawn. Her annoyingly bittersweet voice pulled me out of my myriad of thoughts. I shake my head, internally rolling my eyes and hiding my grimace with a sip of the shitty beer in my red solo cup. 
Oh yeah, things weren't only awkward and forced as we tried to keep our points from plummeting so we could pass this class, but Keyshawn's payback had been a total bitch. They say girls are passive aggressive. Well, a disgruntled man could give any catty chick a run for her money. Keyshawn had been dragging my antisocial ass to as many parties as possible. I hated every moment of them. I tried to wiggle out of this one to stay home and watch Krampus, hoping to start November off right. However, my fake husband had other plans for us. His big, beautiful chocolate brown eyes reduced me to a people pleaser. I couldn't deny his request when he begged me to come to the kickoff party for the basketball season, explaining that he'd be clowned by his teammates if he showed up without his wifey. Not only did I feel guilty for rejecting him, sending us both into sexual purgatory, but his big, dark, twinkling eyes were irresistible. Hell, he could probably sell a drowning woman water with just one panty-melting stare and dazzling smile. Aw, come on, Rory. It's just one little drinking game, girl. You'll be all right. Trent exclaims, using his Thor strength and big frame to half carry my petite body to meet the others in the living room. I sit cross-legged on the floor in front of the coffee table. Keyshawn and my eyes collided for a brief moment before averting our gazes. I feel a zing of desire set my blood boiling, sending an electric shockwave to my pulsating clitoris. A beautiful pearly white fake smile crosses her face, but it doesn't quite meet her eyes. I let out a slow, deep breath, knowing that if I was on this girl's radar, then it was going to be a very rough night for me. Mean girls never leave high school, and they just become raging bitches in every other aspect of their lives as we age. But let's be real, high school doesn't ever end. We all live our lives in what feels like a bad 90s teen sitcom. Sierra picks up the remote and quiets the music to a low background volume. Okay guys, who's ready for a game of truth or dare? Sierra asks, her eyes never leaving my face, sending a chill down my spine and causing my stomach to churn with unease. Jesus, what are we in the seventh grade at our first boy-girl party? What are you going to suggest next, seven minutes in heaven? What about playing actual college drinking games like quarters or flip cup, Keyshawn responds. My heart grows triple in size at the way he tries to deflect Sierra's attention from me. Oh baby, you'll enjoy this game. It'll be the furthest thing from a middle school party game. Plus, I'm sure not all of us ever experienced those, Sierra says her gaze falling back on me, giving me a small smile that causes my skin to burn in shame as if she's doused me in battery acid. It'll be fun. Let's be sure to make it a grown-up version though. If you refuse a dare or truth, there are no passes. You'll either have to do a shot, change to the alternative option, or make out with whoever the person who asked the question chooses. Trent pipes in, egging on Miss Queen of Sass, my newly found tormentor. Sierra gives Trent a huge smile. This girl seriously loves to be the center of attention and get her way. I openly roll my eyes at their antics, 
Finishing off my beer because I was going to need some liquid courage to get through this bullshit. Sweet little Sorensen. You first, Sierra says, passing me a green jello shot in case I decide to pass. I take it from her and my heart beats a mile a minute, waiting for her to ask me those three annoying words. True for dear, sweetie, Sierra asks, each word dripping with poisonous venom, dropping into the vacant seat next to Keyshawn, practically sitting in his lap, her small boobs, which, by the way, are no competition for mine, thrust into his face. Truth, I answer, unwilling to back down to my new unexpected college nemesis. Don't you think Keyshawn and I make the hottest couple? She purrs, biting Keyshawn's earlobe. He looks uncomfortable but plays it off with a small smile, refusing to allow his big man around campus facade to slip. I feel a fury course through my body. Hell, maybe I'm slightly green with envy because this beautiful girl may own his heart and he chooses to spend time with her willingly. Whereas I only get his attention for beats on a fucking electric screen to pass a class. Instead, I sarcastically answer, yeah, the hottest. You'd have uber gorgeous babies. Keyshawn grins at my sarcasm while Sierra's green orbs turn into small slits on her gorgeous face as I give her a sickeningly sweet smile as if to say, bring it, bitch. The questions go back and forth between the intimate circle for what feels like eons. The truths and dares get wilder, sexier, and more intense as inhibitions are lowered from how slushed everyone is getting. I'd taken a few jello shots here and there to avoid having to do crude sexual acts or flash my tits. Watching Keyshawn's body language tense every time a guy made sexual advances towards me gave me an inkling of hope that my feelings weren't one-sided. Yet, his subtle actions didn't go unnoticed by Sierra, making her unsheathe her claws and go after me relentlessly at every opportunity. Sweet little Sorensen, truth or dare, Sierra asks, practically draping her body over Keyshawn's, her body language screaming louder than words, touch him, bitch, and you'll die. If she only knew everywhere his lips had been on my body, she'd probably blow a fucking gasket. Now I love to witness it because it take this boring ass party to an entirely new level. Maybe make it actually worthwhile. Truth, I boldly answer, my eyes not wavering from her sneer. I hold my breath as a signature smile slides across her face. Do you touch yourself to thoughts of Keyshawn? Sierra asks, making me feel the heat rise up my neck as my entire body breaks out in goosebumps. Oh my fucking gosh. How does she know? I hope it's just a lucky guess since pretty much everyone had the hots for Keyshawn. And not that he's heard me flicking my bean and silently screaming his name. Fuck. If he has, and he's told her, then who else knows? Dare, I blurt out, not trusting myself to respond. I feel Keyshawn's hot glare on my face, but I refuse to give him eye contact. Sierra shrugs her slender shoulders, not missing a beat. She gives a cheeky grin before demanding, make out with Trent. I turn to face Trent. 
This wasn't the worst day in the world. He was hot. Maybe a mini makeout session with Trent would help clear the confusing thoughts of Keyshawn from my mind. Trent gives me a wink before dragging me across the floor until I'm practically seated in his lap. Okay, Billie Eilish, show me what you got, girl, he jokes, his words slurring, causing me to giggle nervously. His lips press against mine, but they feel all wrong. They feel rubbery and disgusting. Nothing like soft, full, confident lips of my fake husband. As the kiss continues, Trent manages to slip his tongue into my mouth, making me want to vomit as I taste a stale, cheap, beer-flavored hot dog on his tongue. Maybe it's a Frito pie flavor? Trent is the worst kisser of all time. It's like his tongue is trying to remove a piece of chicken salad sandwich that got stuck at the roof of my mouth. Oh, fuck no. I can't do this anymore. I literally feel my dinner rising up my throat. I try to pull away, but he holds me tighter, forcing me to the ground as he begins to fumble under my shirt. I try to bat his hand away as he attempts to grope my breast with his sweaty palms. Fuck, this man really needs to learn social cues, I think to myself as I try to squirm my way from beneath his big frame. I hear a loud thud as the heat of Trent's body disappears. What the fuck, Trent? Couldn't you tell that she didn't want you touching her? Don't ever put your hands on my wife again. Keyshawn shouts at Trent, who's rubbing his jaw from where Keyshawn's sucker punched the hell out of him, his eyes ablaze with rage. Let's just go, Keyshawn. I'm tired, I mutter, pulling on his forearm as leverage to rise to my feet. She's your fake wife. Don't get your panties in a bunch, Keyshawn. We're just having a little fun, baby. Sierra chimes from her seat on the couch. Keyshawn clutches me to his side before turning to give Sierra his full attention, telling her parting remarks that make my insides do a happy dance. Insecurity isn't a good look on anyone, sweetheart. Sierra's eyes widen and she practically turns green at his remark. I give her a big smile and waltz out of the party with Keyshawn. Sierra can officially kiss my ass. I think I just might throw my hat in the ring for Keyshawn's heart. <sighs> I feel like I can finally release the breath I've been holding when we step foot back into the safe haven of our apartment. Time we walk through the threshold, it's as if the tension has completely left my body. Tonight's party made me feel as if I were transported back to high school. This is why I prefer my virtual reality and the excitement and peace I get from being a gamer. So, you think about me when you're all alone and flicking your bean, huh, wifey? Keyshawn teases, flopping down on the couch and patting the spot beside him, beckoning me over. I freeze slightly, losing my composure. Shit, is this a haha but really situation? I know you play with your kitty while I fuck women in the room next to you. And I know the real reason you spend so long in the shower is because you're using the shower head to get off to thoughts of me fucking you. Or... Is Keyshawn honestly trying to fill me out? 
Is this his way of using Sierra's asshole interrogation to see if I'm attracted to him like he professed he was to me on Halloween night? Fuck Sierra and her mind games. She's clearly the Regina George of fucking Willowbrook University. It's like she knows my secrets and is just waiting for the perfect opportunity to crush me. Sierra wants Keyshawn badly. And I know she won't let this silly class assignment get in the way of her becoming a future baller's wife. I find women like her super nauseating. The ones who only come to college for an MRS degree. But she was worst of all because of her sickening air of entitlement and need to clout chase, making her vindictive, conniving, and one hell of an enemy. But I'm not some weak bitch. If I can fight the orphans of coast and bloodborne and come out on top, then I can defeat whatever games this bitchy mean girl wants to play. I'm not the same naive high school girl anymore, wanting to not feel different from the rest of the crowd. <sighs> I let out a deep breath, composing myself, and responded. Please, Keyshawn, only in your dreams. Damn right. You're all I dream about, wifey, Keyshawn states matter-of-factly. My heart skips a few beats, causing my footsteps to falter. My mind becomes sex-fevered, the electricity crackling between us when our eyes connect from across the room. His beautiful, chocolate-brown eyes darken with desire, causing my pussy to throb with sexual want as I feel myself begin to drip with arousal. I'm craving dick so bad, particularly my fake husband's monster dick. The one I've spent months listening to girls scream is so good as I live vicariously through them while fucking myself in the room next door. But can I trust myself to give in to Keyshawn without expecting it to be more than the horny hormones we feel for one another because we're trapped together in this contrived scenario? I can't afford to catch feelings for someone I could never have. Keyshawn was nice tonight, saving me from Trent and calling Sierra out on her bitchy behavior. But what if it's all just pretend? My skin prickles with thoughts from high school that I forcefully push out of my mind. Sick of being a prisoner to my past. However, those annoying memories are replaced with a more recent one. Ball is life, wifey. His words meander back into my mind from the day he decided to truly take this assignment seriously because he didn't want to risk not being able to play because of a felon grade. So his motives are highly incentivized. And if he could get easy pussy under one roof, that'd be the best outcome for my fake husband. I needed to get a grip on myself. I promised myself I'd never get so caught up in relationships with others again. I can't be losing my shit over a jock, of all people. I shake my head and snort. <laughs> Maybe if you're nice, I'll let you meet Thumper, my trusty rabbit vibe. You'll let me watch you play with your pretty pussy wifey? I love a front row seat to see how you fuck yourself, because when you're ready... I'm going to fuck you so damn good. You'll realize I'm the only toy you need. Keyshawn eagerly responds. <laughs> I laugh aloud, rolling my eyes at his typical guy statement about sex toys. Maybe I'll teach you 
how good it can be with the addition of one of my battery operated boyfriends, I joke, heading towards my bedroom. All this talk about him and the things he could do to my body had me so fucking turned on. I needed Thumper to provide me with some relief. I jump in shock as Keyshawn's hand covers mine as I place my thumbprint on the door handle to gain access to my room. I take a deep breath to calm my nerves and my erratic heartbeat. I look at the plea in those gorgeous chocolate eyes. Him begging to be a spectator of my sexcapades. Him begging for a way out of this sexual purgatory, hoping I'll throw him a lifeline to pull him out of this torturous hell of sexual tension that swirls between us. My body surges with lust as if it's the kerosene to set my body aflame with strong sexual want. I can no longer deny my body and Keyshawn's wants. Hell, what we both want. I go to my desk and grab the small rectangular body cam size device, turning it on. The small bright red light flashes at me and I hold it up to record Keyshawn's consent. He gives a broad grin, striding over with more confidence in his steps than I had seen since before my Halloween rejection of him. I consent, he states into the box, allowing it to record before turning it off and tossing it into my desk drawer. He barrels out of my room and in the blink of an eye, he returns holding his same device and I repeat his actions. He tosses his consent device next to mine in the desk drawer before closing my bedroom door. The moment I hear the lock engaged, it's like all the air is sucked out of the room. I feel my skin heat and my heart gets ready to take flight out of my chest. Oh shit, this is really happening. I pull my black skull tank over my head, revealing my pale creamy breasts that are barely contained by my red lacy bra to Keyshawn, who lets out a low throaty whistle from the back of his throat. I unzip and kick off my black platform combat boots, taking my time undressing, trying to calm my nerves. I roll my black leggings down my thighs. I stand in front of Keyshawn in nothing but my red lace G-string. His pupils are blown as he drinks in my petite, curvaceous frame on display for him. It's the first time he's seen my practically naked frame illuminated by light. I see appraisal in his eyes as he licks his full lips, causing my hard, erect nipples to pucker even tighter under his heated gaze. He sucks in a sharp breath when I turn my back to him, putting my voluptuous ass on full display for this man. I hook my thumbs into the flimsy strings of the thin lace digging into my hips, and I shimmy out of a scrap of fabric. I bend over at the waist as I scrummage around the inside of my end table, looking for my trusty thrusting rabbit. I feel my soaking wet pussy coat my inner thighs from the feeling of Keyshawn's heated gaze on my slippery folds. I turn on the vibrator, letting out one last breath, channeling Siren of Sorcery, my gamer alter ego, because playing with my hot, horny, wet pussy for Keyshawn would be similar to a Twitch performance. Minus the clothes, of course. I face Keyshawn, rubbing the thrusting vibe on my hard, erect nipples, allowing a gaps of ecstasy to fall from my lips. 
Keyshawn spins my desk chair around to face the bed, sprawling out his big body in it, making himself comfortable, ready to enjoy the show. Lay on the bed, wifey, and spread those thighs for me. Let me see that sexy, wet pussy of yours, Keyshawn unbashedly states, making my body tremor from excitement. Who knew I had a streak of exhibitionism in me that Keyshawn had awakened? I lay down on the bed, spreading my legs wide, butterflying my knees, revealing my puffy pink pussy to him. I knew I was glistening between my thighs before even stroking myself. You're so fucking nice and wet for me. I can't wait for the moment you let me slide my dick through that velvet heaven of yours, Keyshawn says, causing my clitoris to quiver. Now suck on the rabbit, get it nice and wet with your mouth first, baby, Keyshawn requests, and wanting to please him and loving his attention, I lick, suck, and deep throat the silicone vibe, the different ways I've dreamt of having Keyshawn's manhood, filling my mouth and stroking the back of my throat. Once it's nice and wet with my saliva, I tease him by rubbing it against my sternum, allowing it to snuggle between my tits. The tits I crave to wrap around Keyshawn's dick for a good titty fuck. I grab the lube from my bedroom end table and I slather my thrusting rabbit with the liquid sex until it's slick enough for my wet, hot, needy pussy that's desperate to be filled. I run the vibrator over my pussy lips, letting out low moans of sexual bliss as I let it circle my clit. The different vibrations tease my throbbing clitoris until I'm teetering on the precipice of pleasure. Fuck yourself, Keyshawn says through labored breathing, practically startling me. When I get so turned on and hyper-focused on my pleasure, slowly focusing on my fingers stroking my pussy, I forget there's an outside world still in existence. I place the vibrator around the opening to my hot, wet, throbbing center, stroking and teasing my pussy with shallow thrusts, causing my breath to hitch in my throat with each breathy moan that escapes my parted lips. I look over to make eye contact with Keyshawn, and my mouth runs dry at the sight of his beautiful, hard, massive, erect dick that he's stroking with his big palm. His eyes are hooded, making him all the more sexy because of the pleasure-drunken expression on his face. Forget I'm here and enjoy yourself, wifey. Fill your pussy with that toy. Fuck yourself hard. I want you screaming. I want you to fuck yourself until I hear my name on your lips, Keyshawn challenges, picking up his pace as he palms his ginormous dick. Hmm, it seems like he wants a competition to see who can hit climax first. Well, challenge accepted. I turn up the thrust and speed of the rabbit vibrations. I slowly push my rabbit inside of my tight pussy, then begin thrusting in and out. I fuck myself hard and fast with it, focusing on the delicious sensations of it massaging my G-spot as the arm sucks on my clitoris. Subconsciously, I begin thrusting my hips as I ride my vibrator to ecstasy, 
being egged on by Keyshawn's heavy breathing as my pussy clamps around the sex toy, when my body barrels towards waves of ecstasy as I throw myself over the cliff of pleasure. I let out a high-pitched shriek as my calm coats my hand as my orgasm hits me in intense waves. I slowly pull my vibrator from between my thighs as I hear Keyshawn groan out his own orgasm. I lay sweaty, satiated, and spent on my bed. I feel Keyshawn's looming presence before I see it. He softly tweaks my left nipple, causing me to writhe with pleasure as I open my eyes. Watching Keyshawn lick my pussy juices from my vibrator like it's the most delicious dessert he's ever tasted. Mmm, as good as I remember. Your pussy is sweet like honey, wifey. Keyshawn whispers, placing the rabbit on my end table and kissing my forehead softly. Next time you orgasm, baby, I'll keep you coming all night with my dick. Keyshawn promises. He gives me a sly smile and a wink before leaving my bedroom. Damn, that was the hottest sexual experience of my life. I can't think of a time I've ever come so hard, if at all. If Keyshawn could help me get to one of the best orgasms of my life simply from watching, demanding, and stroking himself, how hard would I come with his dick buried deep inside my pussy? I desperately wanted to be fucked by my fake husband, and I didn't think after tonight I could hold back any longer. Regardless of the emotional warning bells going off in my head, I wanted Keyshawn so bad. Consequences be damned. I rolled my eyes at Keyshawn as our last dinner guest left our apartment. Unfortunately, that said, uninvited dinner guest was none other than the queen bee herself, Sierra Foster. I had the pleasure of not only entertaining a flirty Trent and a few of Keyshawn's other teammates, but I had a sickening front row seat to watching Sierra's thirsty, attention-seeking actions. I'd be annoyed if I wasn't experiencing secondhand embarrassment for the girl who reeked desperation like a stale bottle of convenience store perfume. I never thought they'd leave, especially your fan club president, I bite out through clenched teeth, causing Keyshawn to quirk an eyebrow at me. Me neither. I am so ready to collect my prize. <laughs> it's cute you thought you were going to beat me in a little home cooking competition. Despite my earlier jokes about you cooking and cleaning, I grew up with just my mom. I am highly capable of running an entire household, Keyshawn whispers, kissing my neck as I finish the dishes. The scoreboard beeps as we receive another point, causing me to jump out of Keyshawn's embrace. Well, we didn't even need your buddies to come over and judge our dishes. You could have saved me from the embarrassment. The moment I bit into your hamburger, I was like, wow. If basketball doesn't work out for him, he can definitely become a professional chef. I responded, fiddling with the dish rack, pretending to wipe down the kitchen countertop. Keyshawn snatches the dish rack from my hand, forcing me to give him my full attention. Damn my competitive strength. 
I wouldn't have agreed to this bet had I thought he would actually win at cooking a meal alone. He had me under the impression that if I left him to his own devices in the kitchen, he had a likelihood of burning boiling water. I faced my beautiful fake golden retriever husband attempting my best bitch face. Yet, he sees right through my shit, causing me to burst into laughter when he gives my nose a gentle flick. Since you lost the bet, he begins causing me to suck in a breath. My mouth waters at the thought of him wanting to use my mouth as his personal cum dumpster for a week. But what he says completely takes me by surprise. I want you to come to my first game of the season dressed like my personal hoopo. A hoopo? Is he serious? What the fuck is that? Not to mention what misogynistic piece of shit came up with that label for a woman? Reading the disgust and confusion on my face, Keyshawn rushes through his explanation. Yeah, so football has cleat chasers, baseball has baseball annies, hockey has puck bunnies. I hold up my hand not needing to hear anymore. He was asking me to dress like a basketball groupie because I lost this damn bet. I swear the world as we know it was ending if he thought I'd reduce myself to such a sexist, degrading position in his life. So, are you raiding your precious CC's closet for me? Because I have no earthly idea how to dress for a basketball game, let alone like a basketball hoochie, I say. The word hoochie feeling foreign as it slipped from my lips, causing Keyshawn to kill over with laughter. Well, I'm not going to lie. I already knew I was going to win our little cooking competition because outside of lasagna and spaghetti wifey, let's be honest, you really aren't the best cook, Keyshawn states, dragging me by the hand to his bedroom. <sighs> I let out a huff, thinking about how this man had hustled me because he knew I'd never willingly show up to his basketball game, especially dressed like what he deemed a hoopo. When he opens the door, I see a pair of black thigh-high boots and an oversized royal blue and crimson basketball jersey laid out on his bed with what I assume to be his number. My jaw hits the ground, not only because he wants me to dress like a thought at one of his basketball games, but because he wants me to be there dressed as his number one fan. Maybe the lines of this fake relationship were blurring for him too. Butterflies took flight in my stomach as I imagined the sliver of a possibility that if we discussed our feelings, maybe he'd want to be more than just a fake relationship for an experiential learning assignment. Keyshawn rubs my cheek, cupping my face with his big palm and tilting my head so that my eyes meet his gaze. Look, pretend for me, please wifey. Pretend that you're a fan of my favorite sport. It'll just be like when you dress up in costumes for your video game streams. What did Trent call it? Uh, cosplay? Cosplay like you're my hoopo. Pretend just for the day that you're a fan of mine. It'll help me play better than ever before because I have this gut feeling that you'll be my good luck charm, Keyshawn whispers, his eyes filled with uncertainty. I'll play pretend like I'm your hoopo because I don't know if I can get on board that sexist train. Nor do I see an audition for WAGs in my future. But I 
don't have to pretend to be a fan, Keyshawn. I'm already your biggest fan. I'm your wifey. I declare, feeling the blush creep up my neck. Keyshawn's thumb strokes my cheek before his head descends, devouring my mouth in a hot, searing kiss. He makes my head spin as he deepens the kiss, drawing my body into his as our tongues tangle. We make out for what feels like hours before he breaks our kiss, allowing me to come up for air. Let me make love to you, he asks, staring into the deep blues of my eyes. I nod my head slowly, not allowing him to protest as I drag him from his bedroom and into mine. When Keyshawn fucks me, I don't want it to be on a bed that he screwed tons of faceless girls. I want it to mean something. So it has to be in my bedroom on a bed untainted by memories of other women. I pull out our consent devices and we go through the same motions as the last time we were in my room together. Once both recording devices are safely turned off and back in my desk drawer, we begin to undress each other in my dimly lit room. When we're both naked, Keyshawn kisses me senselessly, picking me up by the globes of my ash cheeks and tossing me down on my mattress like I'm weightless. He kneels on the floor at the edge of the bed, pulling me toward him. He licks his lips as his eyes hungrily peruse my naked body. He spreads my legs wide, eager to devour my pussy, and pushes my knees back to the sides of my breast so I'm folded in half. Keyshawn sends a shiver of pleasure down my spine as he licks me from my perineum to the top of my mouth. He suckles my clitoris into his hot, wet mouth, igniting my body on fire with desire. <gasps> I let out a loud gasp as he licks his way down my slick folds to swirl his tongue around the opening of my hot, wet core. He fucks my pussy with his mouth as he rubs the pad of his thong in a circular motion around my engorged clitoris. Keyshawn tortures me with his tongue tricks as he switches between sucking my clit nibbling on my pussy lips and stroking his big, thick fingers in and out of my vagina. I feel my orgasm begin to build as he sucks my clitoris harder, thrusting two fingers in and out of my tight opening, readying me for his huge dick. When I feel myself shoot off like a rocket, Keyshawn slides his dick into me mid-orgasm, causing me to let out a shrill scream of ecstasy as I feel his dick slide over every sensitive nerve ending of my insides. He picks me up off the bed, looping his forearms under the bend of my knees, holding me by the gloves of my ass cheeks with his massive dick buried deep inside of me. He sucks on the pulse point of my neck hard, marking me with a love bite before slightly bending his knees to thrust into me deep, fast, and hard. I wrap my arms around his neck to secure myself to his body as he relentlessly pounds into my slick, wet pussy. The angle at which his ginormous dick slams against my G-spot is absolutely hypnotic. I see why these women leave our apartment smitten and digmatized by my fake husband. 
I can't think about anything other than how good it feels to have Keyshawn thrusting into me as my overly sensitive nipples scrape across his chest hair. When I don't think sex could get any better, he sits down on the edge of my bed, allowing me to straddle his hips as he guides me up and down his big, thick erection. My clitoris hits his pelvis just right in this position, making my eyes roll to the back of my head. Unsurprisingly, Keyshawn tops from the bottom, his mouth sucking on my nipples with my every downward thrust on his dick. He bucks upward, our bodies moving together in a sensual synchrony. Another orgasm begins to build as I roll my hips back and forth and in a circular motion. Keyshawn reaches between us, stroking my clitters with his thumb until I'm a writhing, convulsing mess coming hard and fast on his dick. My pussy clenches around him in a death grip, milking his dick as he picks up his pace, pounding into me hard as he shoots his release into his condom as he shouts out his orgasm between the valley and my huge tits. I lay limp and sweaty against his hot, slick skin until I felt both of our heartbeats begin to slow. He gently lifts me off his dick, laying my body on the bed. I feel a sense of loss when he disappears out of the room, but he comes back quickly, having disposed of the condom. I feel a warm, wet towel slide between my thighs as he gently cleans me up. Once Keyshawn is done washing away proof of my sexual relief, and he snuggles behind me, resting my head on his forearm. You're the best wifey ever. Even if we had made enough points at midterm, I still would have stayed partnered with you, Rory. Otherwise, I'd miss you too damn much. Keyshawn says, causing my heart to melt. I'd spend the next few days pinching myself because at this moment, I don't think I'm the only one who's caught feelings in this fake marriage. I'd be more than just his pretend hoopo if he let me. I'd love to be more a part of his world in a real way, not just a fake wifey kind of way. I had to look absolutely perfect for tonight's basketball game. I wanted to look like a very sexy Billie Eilish on the cover of British Vogue, dazzled with her badass vibes from the Met Gala, all rolled up in one. If Keyshawn was counting on me to show up and to be his good luck charm for the first game of his season, then I'd be the hottest hoopo for my pretend husband in the entire Willowbrook University basketball arena. Not wanting to let my man down, I spend hours on my appearance. I watch what felt like a zillion YouTube beauty tutorials and curled and primed my hair to within an inch of my life. I probably used so much fucking hairspray, I created holes within holes in the ozone layer. And I think I mastered the whole hoopo look because when I walked into the arena for the first time in my life, people weren't looking at me like I was a freakish outcast, but as if I were the hottest chick in the building. It probably didn't hurt that I had on a jersey with the star player's number on it that barely covered my ass and hugged my curves like a second skin. 
I felt awkward and like a stranger in my own body. But the lust-filled gaze and broad smile that crossed Keyshawn's face when he spotted me during the warm-ups made it totally worthwhile. He gives me a wink, blowing me a kiss before running into the locker room to get ready for the main event. There were whispers in the crowd of people trying to figure out who I was to Keyshawn. And I'm pretty sure I was the envy of many girls in the stands vying for his attention. I was proving to be his good luck charm by the third quarter. There were up 15 points to their opponent. It was as if Keyshawn grew wings while on the court. I wasn't a basketball fan, but watching him move and shoot on the court held me in a trance because he was an absolute fucking beast. The man played like LeBron on the court. It was like watching a real life version of NBA 2K24 and I definitely consider coming to watch him play all season if he wanted me at every game. Hell, I'd even dress like his hoopo too if he thought it'd help him bring home a victory every time his presence brings a basketball arena. I watched as he dribbled the ball through his legs in a crossover thingy. And then when he pulled back, raised his arms to shoot, that's when it happened. The beeping of the hospital room machines pulled me out of my introspection about the events leading up to the moment I became his not-so-lucky opening game charm. Keyshawn's face grimaced in pain, even though the IV bags were working overtime, pushing painkillers into his bloodstream. I held onto his hand tighter, trying not to wince when he squeezed my hand in a bone-crushing grip for the umpteenth time tonight. I closed my eyes thinking about the terrible game-changing event when he got collared by the throat by an opposing player knocking him to the ground. While it was a dirty play, it wouldn't have been potentially career-ending had his knee not twisted to the right when the rest of his body collapsed in a pile to the left. The pop was so excruciatingly loud, and his high-pitched screams of anguish vibrated off the walls and loud echoes throughout the college basketball coliseum. At that moment, the world screeched to a deafening halt around me, my heart breaking for the man I love on the basketball court. I knew that if he was severely injured, not only would his knee be shattered, but his NBA dreams would be left in tiny tatters on that basketball court. What the fuck, Rory? Love? I realized I loved Keyshawn the moment I saw the worst day of his life play out before my eyes, feeling every ounce of his pain that only tethered souls could feel for one another, and mine was definitely tied to Keyshawn Davis's soul. Wifey, Keyshawn raps, his eyes wide with anguish, pure into mine, making my heart snap in two. Yeah, Keyshawn? I whispered, moving closer to him, trying to offer him what comfort I could in the confines of the small area of the emergency room curtain off triage bay. I'm scared. What? What if it's all? He stuttered, closing his eyes tightly, trying to keep the tears clogging his throat from falling. He wanted to be strong, even in one of the most fearful, painful, and uncertain times of his life. I patted his hand as I placed a soft kiss to his lips. His mother was having to fly in from Chicago, so I would be staying with him until she got here. 
Keyshawn, you're amazing at so many things. Your life won't be over if you can't play ball, even if you think ball is life, hun. But regardless, I got you no matter the outcome. You won't have to get through this alone. I mother, touching my forehead to his. Rory, I couldn't ask for a better wifey, baby. Keyshawn loudly whispers, stroking my damp cheek with his free hand, wiping away the tears I silently cried for him. Keyshawn, I need you to know. I begin my declaration, but I'm interrupted by the loud opening of the curtain, causing me to jump away from the hospital bed in shock. Oh my goodness, Keyshawn, I ran over here as fast as I could. Getting through the stadium traffic was no fucking joke. Baby, I'm so sorry, Sierra Wells, throwing her body across Keyshawn's chest. Keyshawn lets out a deep breath. The way his eyes light up when he sees Sierra throws my ass for a loop. I'm unsure if she's the one he truly wants by his side, and if I were just a stand-in, or if he needs as many people in his corner during this devastating moment as possible. Maybe he partly blames me. Maybe he sees me as a curse because he managed to not get any major injuries until the night I showed up to his last first game playing for Willowbrook University. I'm glued to the spot as I watch Sierra fuss over him as I fade to the background. I feel like a voyeur watching an intimate moment between two true lovers, possibly soulmates. What if I had begun taking the marriage practicum too seriously? There's a possibility the great sex and the real and fake acts of intimacy were going to my head, causing me to put meaning to platonic moments or seeing romantic feelings from Kishan that didn't exist in real life. The class assignment could be warping my reality. I felt like I was living on two contradicting planes set in the same universe at times with my dealings with Kishan. Keyshawn had wanted Sierra in the beginning of this experiential learning assignment, and she had been a looming presence the entire time we've been living as a married couple. Could I have misconstrued his actions and his attention towards him in a way my mind wanted to perceive this event? I had opened my heart to Keyshawn in an authentic way that he potentially wouldn't for me because Sierra is the girl he's possibly wanted this entire time. She's his real life happily ever after. The wag he sees in his future. Shit, am I the idiot that will be the ass of yet another jock's cruel joke? Had I stupidly fallen again for a man with real feelings for someone else because he'd just been pretending all this time with me? just to ace our fake marriage assignment? I didn't know if I could handle another heartbreak because what if he chose Sierra over me? Raise your hand if Aurora made you feel so seen. Shit, I know she made me feel hella seen. I am a forever overthinker, especially when it comes to relationships. Life would be so much easier if we could all read minds. Or wait, would it? <laughs> How would you handle the situation that Aurora finds herself in? Would you profess your love to Keyshawn? Be there for him through the situation or just fade into the background and only show face to complete the marriage practicum? 
If you want a continuation of this story, then join my Patreon and let me know. Until next time, keep it sexy, loves. Hot off for now. Oh, so hot and sexy bedtime stories from Lala Thanks for tuning in to this week's erotic tale. For more erotic stories, sex tips, love advice, and sexual education, check out lalasbedtimetales.com and add me on Instagram for more erotic and sensual content at lalasbedtimetales. Please comment and share your fave sexy bedtime stories with erotica enthusiasts like you and me. Ta-ta until next time, sexies.